Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now, with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome. And today we have sort of an academic, but also an entrepreneur from St. Clair College and the Genesis Entrepreneur Center in Windsor, Susan Taylor. Welcome. Peter, thank you. Glad to be here. Okay, so let's start with your academic uh, career first. Where did you go to school? Uh, I started uh, initially at the University of Windsor, and my intention, I I studied an honors degree in uh, Bachelor of Human Kinetics. My intention was initially to go to become a teacher, and, uh, you know, from an early age, that was kind of what I wanted to do. And it was during a time when uh, teaching was not really, well, it was, you had to have like a 90 to get into teacher's college. And even if you did, there were no jobs available. And not to age myself, but this is like the early 90s. And so um, in my last year of university, one of my professors, actually one of my professors um, in my first year of university met me and he said, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong program. And I said, what do you mean I'm in the wrong program? He said, you, you should be in business. You have a business mind. You think like a business person, not like, um, not like you, sh- you shouldn't be in human kinetics. And I said, well, well thanks a lot because I just spent all this money going to school and all this time, and now you're telling me I'm in the wrong program. So then fast forward, um, and he became sort of a mentor for me, and I credit him to my career um, because I did uh, take a sport therapy class with him in my last year of school, and he said to me, Um, So we did massage as part of that. And so it was a taping and massage class. And he said, now I know what you're supposed to do. He said, you're supposed to be a massage therapist. And he was also, he'd gone back, he had his PhD and he went back and got his massage um, training because just because out of interest, he was interested in it. So I, I start started thinking about that. And he said, as a, as a massage therapist, you are automatically an entrepreneur, whether you want to or not. And he said, you've got the, he said, you've got the hands for it. You've got the background and the business part of it will just come naturally to you. So I, off I went to Toronto. Um, I studied in Toronto for two years for massage therapy. And then I moved back to Windsor um, for, uh, because the only people I knew in Toronto were massage therapists. So I came back where I was born and raised and Windsor's kind of a, uh, big city, small town, like where everybody knows everybody. So it was a perfect place for me to open up uh, a practice, which I did with a business partner who I'd actually gone to human kinetics with and had gone to separate massage schools. So the two of us came back and opened the practice. So um, I did also, I had started my first business at the age of 19 and um, just, I got a student venture loan over the summertime for $3,000 that I had to pay back. And I, you know, that was kind of where it started. So coming home and then not opening up a business after that was just sort of a natural progression for me. Like I it was interviewing at places and I thought I'm not paying rent, paying you that much money for, for just to work there. So my business partner and I started chatting and said, you know, um, he was interviewing as well. And he's, and I said, you know, we could just rent a space and split it and make as much money as we wanted to. And then that sort of started our business. So um, I have gone back and I, I'm constantly, I think I started at the college a year ago and I have, I think I've taken six courses already, like professional development courses um, since I've been here. So I'm always kind of that, I always like to be learning and doing something, whether it's, um, you know, reading up on something or 
uh, talking to somebody, but it's kind of that education never thing. So I'm actually looking at doing another diploma <laughs> now and just talking about that. So anyway, uh, but yeah, basically HK and then massage therapy. And I worked as a massage therapist for 25 years and uh, started some ever other businesses where, um, you know, I've, I have a consulting company that I do on the side. I do event planning. There's just kind of a million things going back, but it did kind of stem from that uh, going through my HK degree, which did give me those tools to do that. So. So you, in spite of what you plan, you are, <laughs> you, you have become an entrepreneur. Absolutely. No, and, for sure. Uh, but the other good thing is, Susan, that you're also giving back. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So tell so, us about the importance of partnerships in your new role. Well, um, so for partnerships, so a lot, I think networking, I think I'll talk about that as kind of the, the lead in is that I feel like networking is a huge piece um, to everything that we do. And I've always networked without realizing I was networking. I liked people's stories. I like to talk to people. I, coming from a, the business side of being a massage therapist, you're seeing, you know, six to eight people a day and you're hearing their stories all day long and you're networking and, you know, so you, you know all these things and you're always making connections again, being from kind of a smaller city. Um, we easily are connecting with these people. And then, so, um, I think I'd be automatic. I didn't realize it until a few years ago, to be honest, that I am a good connector and I do have a great network and, and I utilize that network and I leverage that network for, um, to find a job, to connect to other people for something. Uh, the big joke is I always got a guy. So if somebody needs something, uh, you know, they need something painted or they need a, uh, a, a mechanic or you need a real estate agent. I got a guy. So people will always contact me for random things and I will set them up. Um, just because of my connections, because I pay attention to people and I like and hearing stories. So when you look at uh, partnerships, so, you know, even my job here at the college, so running this, the entrepreneurship center, we partner with people in uh, industry to, you know, help students get job. Mentorship is a huge piece of what I do here. Um, and then, so it's connecting. So if I have a student that is coming in and they are wanting to, um, open up their own restaurants. You know, we have a student, he wants to do a farm to table restaurant. And so he's taken um, uh, the uh, culinary arts program or culinary management, and then he's also done horticulture. So it's a great fit for him, but you know, it's like you set them up with people trying to find them somebody who owns a restaurant to help them guide them through that. Um, and then just creating the right mentorship uh, piece for that. Um, it also gives job opportunities. We're running a, a um, project here at the college right now, um, it's a capstone event. So these students are going to be presenting their projects that they've worked on to high-level executives within Ford and Air Canada and actually in a lot of industry partners in the city. So this is job potential for them. The uh, community partners are able to find people to work for them like they're look, finding the best and brightest here at the college and having that opportunity so I think um, you know I think partnerships does lead to that these these people become in your network and uh, and it creates opportunities and it's helping businesses to start up it all comes around to you know building the our economy locally well and you know worldwide too really um, but yeah building that local economy and I think it's it's very important um, to give back it's 
or why I do mentorship. I was on a mentorship meeting this morning for two hours um, with a group of uh, women uh, new to Canada that are uh, looking to network and, um, you know, establish themselves here in Canada. So, you know, you, you're always trying to give back and trying to, but I go to those meetings like that and I learn from them. It's not just them learning from me. I'm learning from them and, and gaining perspective and then, you know, changing how I'm handling things just from listening to them talk. So anyway, I think it's so, so important. What's, what's the purpose of Genesis then? So the Genesis Center is um, a, we call it, it's a hub for entrepreneurship. So we are, um, you know, the reality is I'm not getting, uh, students are not all starting businesses when they're 19 years old. Um, but the, the key is that we're getting them to think with that entrepreneurial mindset. I want them to think, you know, even somewhere down the road. So we have our, our, our what we offer here is available to students, but it's also open to faculty and our alumni, but also uh, we've opened it up to allow anybody in the community to um, access our programs. And so by doing so, you know, even though they're at 19 and I'm, they're listening to me teach the basics of starting a small business workshop, they might not think about that until later that they think, oh, I, maybe I could start a business. But then they have to go and get a job and get some capital before they um, get to that point where they start thinking that. But, you know, we always kind of planting that seed so that later on they're thinking, well, maybe I will start my own business. And remember that workshop I took. And, and then later on they can think, okay, well, that's, that's an option for me in the same way that it happened for me. Uh, so I think by... Um, we, the, and again, we do offer the mentorship portion. Normally we have a space. So if you do start a business, you can come in. Um, it's not like a, um, incubator, but more, you can kind of rent space for free, uh, for a time period. So say you wanted to interview somebody, um, or you wanted to have a meeting and you didn't want to do it at a Tim Hortons where it's loud and, you know, unprofessional, you could come into our space and utilize a professional office space. So, um, We've had some great success. Uh, we've really expanded in, in the last year with what we've been offering. The uh, We do have some certain clubs like Enactus. I know you're big in social enterprise, so Enactus clubs run out of Genesis Center. Uh, we have a women in STEM club that is gonna be running out of there. Uh, but even our workshops, now that we can do them online, uh, we are teaching people from all over the world. So I always ask at the beginning of the workshop, where are you from? So we've had I've had Zambia, Africa, Milan, Italy, London, England, us everywhere, all over the States. Um, we've had directly from India, like it's just amazing. It's so interesting because I we wouldn't have that before. And so, um, you know, that technology piece and going online has really changed that for us. But it's, um, uh, it's anyway, it's a great space and, I, and it was a perfect fit for me. Um, I do enjoy working with the students and, you know, a lot of faculty reach out that they want help and sometimes it's just simply a connection or they just need a quick answer. Sometimes it's an in-depth thing. Uh, we will run pitch competitions here at the college, uh, at the, in the Genesis Center. So students can pitch their business ideas or alumni, pitch their idea and they can win money to help start with their startup. And then we guide them through that process and sort of mentor them. Or um, we have Windsor is a great uh, place where we have a lot of community partners that we work with. So 
uh, people that do a similar thing at the university. Um, and we work with other companies around here and I will refer them there. So if I, if it's something, it's a tech-based company, it's not really, you know, something that is my ex area of expertise, I will forward them on to somebody. So it's a, it's a no ego zone. Everybody just helps everybody um, with the, all the common goal to actually start these businesses and help these, these um, entrepreneurs actually come out and realize that they could be entrepreneurs. So you're a community college. How do you connect and work with the university in Windsor? Um, to be honest, I when I started my job here, uh, which was a year ago, November, uh, one of the first things that I did was I called up each uh, the head of each of the other entrepreneurship centers and uh, met with each of them and said, okay, what, what are you doing here? What's different? And try to establish, like, what's the value proposition for each of us and what are we doing? So and I, I say this often, this is, I kind of joke about it, but I'm like, I feel like Genesis is kind of like, we're the general practitioner. And then some of these are all specialists. So it's like, I'm referring to a cardiologist or um, an endocrinologist or an orthopedic surgeon. Each of them has their own sort of specialty. And we all are there for the, the health of the patient. And so we all kind of work together. So going out and meeting, and we have a great ecosystem here, uh, an entrepreneurial ecosystem. We do work together. And, you know, we just recently started, we're having meetings. Okay, let's, how's this, this team going to work together uh, to further that? And it's actually been a great, uh, great experience. Um, I'm not sure that we had, it was really like that before, um, but it, it became, a, okay, well, let's do this. What's, you know, like, let's make sure and let's, I'm not here to step on people's toes. I want to know what everybody does. And I'm asking for help and going out there and saying, okay, what are we doing here? And let's work together. And it's worked beautifully. Like we have some, uh, like I say, really good partners um, in our ecosystem and have, has really worked well together. So um, it's not a, the college and the university are different, but we really, really seem to work together well and allow, you know, them to come into our projects. They're doing a hackathon that's coming up and they make sure they want representation of the college and the same thing. So we try to put that out to, to you know, and have that back and forth. So um, we have a lot of joint programs that were happening in nursing program used to be a joint program uh, where they could start at the college and then end up getting their degree through the university. So I think we, we really work collaboratively very well uh, with them. And then particularly from the entrepreneurship uh, standpoint, we're all working together to build Windsor and Essex. So. Susan, uh, can you give me, say, three examples of businesses that have connected through the Genesis Center? Um, we've had one that I'm working with right now, uh, a student who has is starting a microgreens company. Uh, just over the summer during COVID, uh, he had decided that he wanted to do something he didn't know what he's actually one of our inactive students so he's kind of got that my mindset anyhow and he is a business student and he loved gardening so he said he was researching about microgreens he worked in a health club and he so he started growing microgreens which have um, the amount of nutrients in them is like 40 times higher than it would be um, once the plant comes to maturity. So he pitched his idea, started growing it in his bedroom with lights, and then now he's expanded. It was in the garage, and I think they've moved to the backyard now. And he went and got packaging and, and has done really well. We connected him with some great mentors. And uh, so he's well on his way. And I think I think it's going to be bigger than he thinks it's going to be, <laughs> like than he realizes, because um, once it takes off. But he does home deliver these microgreens. And anyway, so he's been a good project. 
We've had, um, I just recently worked with a student who's actually faculty here. Um, so she had done um, medical aesthetics. So she just opened a medical aesthetics uh, uh, place in um, just not very far from here. And uh, so she, you know, talking to her about that value proposition. So what is she doing differently? And one of the things that she did was um, starting like medically responsible, uh, like injections, like Botox. And so she says, you know, like, and so we talked about her specializing in men because a lot of men want to go to get Botox, but they don't want to walk in and have all these, you know, people realizing like they do kind of want to do more secrets. So she's gearing that towards men so that they can get uh, Botox. So, um, and then just the way she laid out her, pra- her office. So it was kind of close to me because running a massage therapy practice is not very far off from running a medical aesthetics practice. It's the same thing with booking clientele and, you know, you have to have those same things. So I um, worked with her uh, directly um, and she's actually done very well. And I send all people to her all the time. So, um, and then she's actually going to be on our lunch and learn with entrepreneurs. We do a lunch and learn here with people. And, uh, and then I also worked with, um, it was sort of side, uh, just through, uh, uh, not necessarily Genesis, but the, uh, somebody that just opened a, a cannabis company, one of a local, uh, student who was the youngest, he's the, one of the youngest, uh, licensed registrants to do, to do that. And then we talked to him about, you know, working with, um, uh, uh, basically I like to call the cougar age. So having that as his, his target audience, because these are women that are in pain. And so we, we came from a, a time frame when, you know, cannabis was always illegal to us. And we felt like if we search it on the internet and, you know, Google something that we're going to be red flagged by the government. And so now that it's illegal, it's, we're still in that old mindset to think that way. And so he's, you know, talking about like they want to know what the difference between CBD is and THC, you know, with that they think, well, I can't use that because I can't drive after. I'm like, no, CBD is different. So, and the different strains. So I said, women that are my age, if you educate them, they will, and we also talk. So we'll tell all our friends. And we're also very loyal as customers. So, you know, I have friends that will drive. Uh, 40 minutes to go get their hair done because they like that hairdresser. So I said, these people will come out to you. So anyway, just talking about those kind of things. So there's so many cannabis uh, facilities popping up all over. I said, you have to stand out. So I said, take the education piece. And so he was working with that, like doing pamphlets with them. And I said, do like how, you know, the um, like Tupperware parties were always a thing. So women like to get together with their friends and, and we also like to learn things. So I said, have us, you know, come like a Tupperware party and you teach them about what it is. Like they do the paint and swirls. I said, we just want to get together with our friends. And I said, the other difference too, is that, uh, when you're looking at, uh, you know, who their customer base is. So kids in their twenties, can't afford to purchase that kind of stuff. Whereas women that are in their forties and fifties are established and they have money. And again, they're hurting and they're dealing with hormone issues and all these things that that can be beneficial for them. And so anyway, so we looked at that kind of piece. So those are kind of three recent ones that come to mind, but I mean, there's so many people that you talk to every day and, and work with, but 
anyway, I'm again, that's that whole give back to me is I'm learning from them, you know, like I didn't know what the difference was or what those things were, but I have an idea to think, okay, well, this is what I would want to know. So why don't you make that your value proposition and, and focus on that? So, and he's done very well so far. So, and so then, Susan, you're also helping uh, students with the summer company program. Can you uh, explain so, what that is? So uh, the summer company, so we actually, when I, we teach our basics of starting a small business, so summer company actually runs through, um, it's an Ontario government uh, program. So it helps students start a business over the summertime. And so we actually don't run it here, but we refer to um, the small business center who runs it here locally, but they do do it all over the province. Um, and they will give them, uh, I believe that one is $3,000 uh, to start your company as a grant. Uh, I think they gave you 1500 up front and 1500 um, uh, halfway through, I believe it is. And then they will have you work and they give you mentorship and help you work on your on your project or, or whatever your business is. So you can't have, you can't be working. Um, I think they have to be between 18 and I can't remember what the- 15 top. to 29. 15 to 29, thank you. See, you know about this. I'm like thinking. Um, so 15 to 29 and then not working and it has to be a brand new business for them to start it. And to be honest, I my very first business that I started was essentially the summer company of many eons ago, except that mine was not a grant. Mine was a loan. So I had to start my business. I could buy all my supplies and my equipment. And then I had to pay it back at the end of the summer. But by then I was established and then I just continued on with the business. So um, it's a great thing. And it, I, I think it's an awesome program because, again, for me, it gives them that $3,000 to start that, again, with the mentorship piece, which is great. And I said they have an opportunity that way to kind of give it a try without really much risk because they've been given the money. And then just see if they're, you know, that's the way. Um, if that's something that they're going to be successful at is starting their own business. So, yeah, there's a lot of great grants, especially too with COVID um, happening. They've, you know, they're really trying to get people to start businesses because, you know, so many people had to, the, my hated word, the P word pivot. So everybody had to pivot <laughs> based on that. And so, but just having people, there's a lot of people that started new businesses amidst this. And, uh, and it's been amazing to see, you know, that there's been some great successes. So, um, anyway, we're just opening up today back to, uh, we're back to um, red zone now. So restaurants can now have, again, back with 10 people in. And I think you'll be in the same situation. It's all Ontario, but it's nice to see because it's, it's hard for people. Like they're struggling. So well, I'm going to tell you a little story about one of my summer company students. It was a 17 uh, year old. And uh, his idea was cleaning barbecues mm -hmm. because nobody liked to clean them. <laughs> so he got a team of four people who worked for him. And in two months, 6,500 in revenue. Wow. And then I said to him, why don't you power wash back decks? Mm -hmm. And you could combine the two into an interesting little business. Yeah. And my experience is that something like 75% continued after the program, mm -hmm. which was really, uh, really quite, uh, quite good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so with the pandemic, 
you've had to go more online. So here's the mm -hmm. question. When we get sort of past the pandemic, how much will you keep doing online versus in person? I think that we will do a hybrid um, of it because it has been successful doing it online and we can reach more people more conveniently. And I'll be honest, like most institutions, uh, post-secondary institutions, parking is a problem. And so for students to get here, if they're not a student, I'm having a community member, you know, they got to pay for parking and be wary of that. It's hard to find a spot. So, um, and I know the university has the same issue. So I think I like the in-person part. I think that's, it's much easier to have sort of a round table discussion with people and have them sitting around and uh, you know, that one-on-one -on -one and that physical contact. And again, we can still do it distance, but it's just nice to see a facial expression instead of talking to a camera and you know, I'm in a room talking to myself and they've got all you know, these little dots on the screen of just their initials because they all have their cameras off. So at least I can be engaging, like I like to do that. Um, and so I think we will probably go to a hybrid format um, I would like to do when we do presentations and pitch competitions that is so much better live um, because again they're there you can see their passion in it it's very different when they're flipping through a, a PowerPoint um, I also like to present live I prefer to present live too because then again that same thing engaging and answering questions you're not waiting for someone to type in the chat so um, I think we've learned that a lot of things can be done that we don't need to be in person. I'm sure that's going to save a lot of money for a lot of companies and travel and office space. Um, but that, that in-person piece, I think, is still very important. Um, and, you know, and to be able to have somebody in your office and going over something and looking at, um, you know, documents or whatever, handing them something that they can take with them, um, I think is an important part of that. But uh, I guess we'll see how, how things roll, but I, I think that uh, I do look forward to that day. I like when we host Lunch and Learns, so we bring in um, usually three or four local entrepreneurs and have them talk about their successes and uh, challenges that they've faced and you know where, how their mindset was and how they started their business. And as a way for the students to listen in and kind of you know get that, spark those ideas at, at, in them as well. But when they come in, usually I serve a nice lunch to that for that. So it's part of the lunch and learn. So now the lunch and learn is just us, everybody sitting on at home having their own, but it's kind of nice to come in. And, and, and I learned early on that students love free food and money. So if you have anything that there's, there's going to be pizza at this event, they all will show up. Otherwise it's harder to get them to come. So anyway, when I serve a lunch and learn, it's always our best attended event <laughs> because there's free food. So, and then we have, um, and then get the same thing when I offer prize money for things like pitch competitions or what have you. Um, they always love that. So we'll usually get a, either a corporate sponsor or the, our alumni association sponsored our last one. So um, they love that and take the money to go start their business. So um, it's a great opportunity. So Susan, you're fairly new to the job. Mm -hmm. Three years from now, what's it going to look like? Oh, well, there's big plans. <laughs> so um, I think coming in, um, we've really expanded um, the workshops that we've been having. We've ch changed a lot of things uh, within the Genesis Center. And we're actually in the process of, um, I'm working on a, a little project that we're going to have sort of an innovation hub at uh, within Genesis itself. So we're going to expand that to uh 
you know, kind of have some R&D involvement in there, which is, is kind of what we're uh, talking about. So again, it's still in the working stages. But, you know, my goal is I'd love to have 3D printers right in the Genesis Center where we can have a 3D printing club and, and students can come in and utilize the space. And um, we've got a lot of stuff that so that they can actually work hands-on on things. The college mandate is sort of like that where university, um, you know, they don't have a their, most of their programs can be all delivered online. The college is very uh, sort of hands-on and technical, our programs. So, you know, electricians, you can't learn to do that reading a book. You have to actually work on something. Um, so anyway, I'd like to see, like, our we have robotics and things like that here at the college. So I would like to have some of those things that students can work on and sort of um, work all together and have students from different programs working together on certain projects right within the Genesis Center. So we have a really beautiful space. Like my the office itself is um, is a nice area, and uh, so we have enough uh, available rooms that we can you know be able to host all these things. So um, I think three years. That's my goal is to 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 get to that expansion. But there's you know again things that a lot of work that has to go in behind the scenes beforehand. Um, but yeah, we're looking at really bringing out the innovation piece um, to complement the, the entrepreneurship piece because they do go hand in hand. So, well, a good model for that is the DMZ at uh, Ryerson. Yep. So, yep, absolutely. That's a good example. And then there's uh, Tech Town in Detroit. If you've ever been there, they've got uh, it's quite a space over there as well. So much going on. So, so finally, how do people get a hold of Genesis? Well, um, they can go to the St. Clair College website, and it's www.stclaircollege.ca slash Genesis. Um, we are available. If you go right, just search St. Clair, you'll find their website, and there's quick links, and we're in there. Um, and the other way you could do is email me at genesis at stclaircollege.ca is the other easiest way for a direct email. But they can go on. Um, if, you, if you go on the website, all of our workshops that are listed. So again, anybody can take them and they are all free and they're typically about an hour long and they can go on Eventbrite and just click on the links and register right on there. So you have to register for them and then they we will send you a, uh, we do it on Microsoft Teams. So we'll send you a Microsoft Teams invite if you register. So Susan Taylor from Genesis Entrepreneur Center <coughs> is starting and growing an exceptional operation to support entrepreneurs, whether they're students or faculty or admin or community. So thank you for uh, joining us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.